I sat there dumbfounded. What the hell had just happened? Part of me wanted to stand up and shout, It's me! I'm that big mobile guy off the telly! And that's my catchphrase you're all doing! But there was also a part of me that was frightened. I'd suddenly stepped into a whole new world, a world whose rules I really didn't understand, and in which I was pretty sure that I didn't belong. My first ever job in comedy was as a researcher on the Mark Thomas comedy product on Channel 4. I'd got that job after I was fired from being a producer for ITN in Parliament, for paying someone to kick a football into David Meller's face. You know David Meller, former member of the Cabinet, Queen's Council, award-winning broadcaster. Well, at least that's how he introduces himself to black cab drivers. But I digress. I'd organised for some friends to have a kickabout in the background as I interviewed Meller on College Green. I might have mentioned that it would not be totally unhelpful were the interview to be interrupted in some way. One minute in, the ball came flying towards us and struck Meller hard on the side of the face. Now, personally, I felt that this was just the sort of television that the UK public was crying out for. ITN obviously felt differently. So I sent my CV to a bunch of production companies in an attempt to move into documentaries. By chance... One of these CVs landed on the desk of the production company making Mark Thomas's first show, a kind of pre-Michael Moore political satire show in which Mark did some live stand-up interspersed with some anarchic, rather silly VTs. I was asked in for an interview and assumed it was for another political show. I put on my best, and only, suit and up I went to Ham Yard in Soho. I quickly surmised that this was no normal political show. Far from it. This sort of show was going to suit me much more than the rather stifling, nerdy atmosphere of Westminster. They asked me what I would do if I were to play a joke on Westminster. I told them an idea I'd had about cabinet reshuffles. They don't do it now, but back then, whenever there was a cabinet reshuffle, MPs would sit near a phone for a couple of days, desperately hoping to get the call to come into number 10. I'd found out that it was just the number 10 switchboard that made the call, and so it wouldn't be difficult to fake. My idea was to ring as many Tory backbenchers as possible, pretending to be number 10, and to ask them all to pop over at 2pm. The result would be a confused and angry scrum of ambitious, chinless wonders, all trying to get past the plebgate police officers with no record of their supposed appointments. The interview went well, and they told me that the next step was for me to meet Mark himself. As I was getting up to leave, Joanna, one of the heads of the company, took me aside. She seemed nervous about mentioning something. Um, Mark is a bit judgmental. It might be better if you didn't wear your suit when you come in to actually meet him. She seemed worried that this request might somehow offend me. It was actually the best thing I've ever had said to me in television. I was in TV for two things, not to wear a suit and not to have to get up too early. I got home, threw off my suit, and have never really worn one seriously since. Overnight, with minimum effort, I jumped from politics into comedy. There were two researchers on the first Mark Thomas comedy product, me and another Dom, Dom English. Dom E was the real deal, a proper tellyhead. He was a smart Essex boy schooled in telly at the University of the Big Breakfast. He wrote sitcoms and knew exactly what he wanted to do. I could tell he thought I was a lazy, floppy-haired, posh chancer, which I was. We got on like a house on fire. We were supposed to do research and help set up ideas for some of the VTs that Mark was going to film on the show. If I'm honest, I was a rubbish researcher. 
In hindsight, I should have probably mentioned this at the job interview. Fortunately, Dom E was brilliant at it. I just mucked about and hoped nobody would notice. As the show didn't have the biggest of budgets, I soon found myself volunteering to be in some of the VTs. This was easier than going to the trouble of hiring an extra who would come with restricted work hours, a stage school attitude, and annoying demands for endless coffee breaks. I did exciting things like having lunch with a foul man who was making legal snuff documentaries. I tried to conceal a hidden camera and a microphone in my trousers, but the base unit got hotter and hotter until I had to run out of the restaurant screaming in pain with second-degree burns on my arse. One time, Dom E and I had to dress up as a penis and a £50 note.